You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. I am so excited. This week is part two of The Single Heart. If you tuned into last week's episode, and if you haven't, girl, pause this and go back and listen. Last week, we were talking with Miss Langray Carol about her book and her journey. The book is entitled The Single Heart, and we really talked about the journey of singleness and got down to the real, the nitty gritty, how she made it through. And this week, we are continuing that conversation. So we're you are right now. Grab your pen and paper, your popcorn, get ready to take notes and listen to part two of this powerful interview. I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's jump right in with the show. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome back to part two of our interview with Longare Carroll, the author of The Single Heart. As you remember last week, we really dug into her story. We talked about, you know, the beauty and singleness and being whole. We listened to our testimony and we learned so much. But I told you last week that there is no way that we would get through everything in one sitting. So we are here. We are back for part two of this interview. So welcome back, Longre. We're happy to have you again. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, there is so much to talk about. And and the way your heart is for this subject, you just love this subject. And being a single woman, I'm just drinking it in like, yes, tell me more. Tell me more. Because it's the season that I'm in. And I know a lot of my friends, if not, I think all but two of my friends are in this season too. So we have this conversation often as single women about, you know, what what's right, the frustration that we feel being single. Is Mr. Right going to come along? Jesus, yeah. why is it taking so long? Like, yes. hello. <laughs> we have so much questions that we we talk about with each other. And I'm sure a lot of you have this conversation with your girlfriends or, you know, with your group of friends about when is the right person going to come along? Because we're in a society that tells us that we need to find and be hitched onto somebody. It doesn't tell us about the beauty and singleness, the importance of that single, single period, the purpose that's behind the singleness. And we really talked about that a lot in last week's episode. So if this is your first time tuning in, please go back and listen to part one of this interview so you have a little bit of background that you can hop back in and get into part two. So I want to start part two. Um, We talked about the beauty of singleness just right there real quickly, but let's talk about your thinking, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I get into thinking and your mindset a lot on this podcast, a lot on my social media, because I think the, the way you think determines who you are, how you act, what you like, how you perceive things really um, mm-hmm. in how you think. So chapter two of your of your uh, book had the scripture, Proverbs 23, 7, uh, 23, verse 7, which says, as a man thinketh, so he is. So talk mm-hmm. to me about uh, the right thinking while you're in this singleness season of your life. Sure. So one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 12, 2, and it says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what the will of God is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So um, in this process of being single and inviting Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior and to come and just look at every single element of my life, you know, he started to work with uh, my habits, the places and environments that I went into, the music I listened to, the TV shows, all of those external things. But this was the next season when he started to really go into my thought process. and show me how warped my thinking is on a variety of subjects. So it, we talked about in the last podcast about sex. So here is an example of, um, you know, we're taught in society and the world and TV music that sex is good. Just go ahead and do it with everybody, like have fun, whatever the case may be. And yet God was saying, no, I want you to actually flee from this. And so it's one thing for God, for you to read God's word or him to give you that conviction and say, I want you to flee from this. But then there's also like a, well, why, you know, it's, mm-hmm. there's a natural why, like, why do you want us to flee from this? And you know, it, that was a that was one area that he started to target um, in multiple areas. You know, mm-hmm. why do you, Lord, why do you want me to stop um, watching this show, or why do you want me to stop even hanging around this friend, or why do you want me to stop having this conversation? And um, he started to show me one of the the areas was. Um, I used to curse like a sailor, like just what I just, I prided myself on being like Nicki Minaj and being like really harsh or Cardi being like being really harsh with my, I thought I was going to, I could rap or something. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. I had that moment. I understand you. I understand you. I thought I was like, at some point in my life too. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. I used to try to like freestyle. I don't know who I was, but (laughs) but I used to try to freestyle in the mirror and like, you know, just, I don't know. So there were just different things like that. He started to show me, he was like, I need you to think differently about this area because your words have power and how, however you're thinking, that's what's going to flow out of your mouth. That's the course of your life that you're going to take. So if you think that you are if you don't think good thoughts about yourself, you're going in that direction. You're going to meet people who abuse you, who use you, et cetera. So I have to deal with your mind. Not only that, you have a very real enemy that we don't like to talk about too often or we over talk about him, Satan, who literally is every single day bombarding our mind with suggestions, with ideas that are contrary to the word of God. So we have to take that time to renew our mind, to allow God to uproot certain thought processes and ideas so that wherever we have believed lies, it can be replaced with truth. I love that. And 
if you're wondering where you can find the truth, the truth, you can find it in the word of God in all the pages. It'll tell you the truth. It will remind you of who you are. It'll tell you that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, which is what that, that scripture is the one that I love to replace when I'm having negative thoughts. I remember growing up, I had really, really bad self-esteem when it came to the way I looked and having to go in and really replace the negative thought of what I look like, what size I was with the fact that God created me and that I was beautiful made such a big difference because how I even thought about myself and my body would dictate the type of uh, men that I allowed to be connected to me. Mm -hmm. If you just told me I was beautiful, then, oh my God, that is it. I'm in love because I did not understand that I was already beautiful the way God had sent me down into this earth. Mm -hmm. So actually digging deeper and realizing if you don't change the way you look at yourself, you're opening up your you're opening up your life, you're opening up your heart, you're opening up your your spirit to things that don't that do not deserve you. Yeah. Absolutely. And not only that, like we, when, when we're coming out of the world and we're coming out of what has been our normal and God is redeeming us and he is restoring us and he's healing us and he's beginning to work on our lives. There's just so many things that we think are normal that God's like, no, actually I didn't create you to live a life of just anxiety and Mm -hmm. worry and feeling purposeless. Like my word, like what comes to mind is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says mm-hmm. the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you hope in a future. So if, if you're a person who's walking around and you're just like, man, like my life has no meaning, it has mm-hmm. no purpose, like you feel defeated, you have to renew your mind and understand that's not, that's not a, a thought from God. Mm. That's either coming from a, an area that's wounded in your soul or, or, or a, an attack or an uh, an attack from the enemy that is trying to make you feel like you have no purpose here on earth. And that is an absolute lie. Every single one of us has so much gifting and creativity and ability. We are fearfully and wonderfully made and God has put purpose on the inside of us that only we can fulfill and that we can, we can um, execute in our lifetime. That is so true. And we have to work hard. Philippians 2, 5 says, let the this mind be in you, which, is, which was mm-hmm. also in Christ Jesus. So it's really about reworking our minds and, and, and giving them back over to God. And what I like is in chapter two of your book, you said right thinking comes from acknowledging your wrong thinking confessing Mm -hmm. it, understanding that someone can help you and go to the root of where that thought process entered. Then -hmm. it can be replaced with a renewed and right perspective that results in true long-term transformation. This is a task for your own personal cognitive neurologist, Jesus Christ. And I really love that. Yes. And that's scientific too. So there's been so many new studies that have come out and, you know, it's very popular right now about, you know, where your mind, setting your mind and things, visualizing, you know, that all actually stemmed from the Bible. Mm. Nothing is new under the sun. We just, we just take it, pre, you know, repackage it and, and, and say that we came up with it. But really it all, it's all in the word of God when you really start to study your, the, the Bible and you're like, wow you wrote this centuries and centuries and centuries ago. (laughs) We're just, you know, rebranding it. It is. I mean, that is so true. And I remember I, 
actually had recently, well, recently, maybe last year, started really listening to Dr. Miles Monroe. So, I mean, you said that last week. It, I was like, yes, I study with him too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I love, I love him. But really, a lot of the things that I learn and even how I uh, structure my business and how I structure life coaching came from the Bible. And if I go and pick up a modern day book, I realized that the principles came from the Bible. I was actually at a talk uh, maybe last week and it was a talk on intellectual property law. And the, mm-hmm. uh, and the man is just talking. He said, do you know where I first learned about this? In the mm-hmm. Bible with Abraham. And he just threw what? me off because I was like, this is because it, it was it, right. What? Like I we were not come here. No. <laughs> like we weren't at a church function or anything. We were yeah. literally at um, an entrepreneurship course, just mm-hmm. a regular entrepreneur, like with a regular, like not, not the God is my source that my mom and I had one, which was like entrepreneurship God's way. This was really just a regular degular, if I can put it mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship thing. So I was just like, is he serious? He got that from the Bible. So that really made me go back and think like, really? everything is rooted back into the Bible. So when we don't read it for ourselves, we're literally cheating ourselves. Yeah. The, the whole 5 a.m. movement was first introduced, I'm making this up, but was pretty much first introduced by David when he was like, early in the morning, Lord, do I rise and seek you? Do I meditate on your, you know, do I meditate? Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, even I, I started reading uh, more books about like just financial IQ. And one of the books that I know is really popular, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I was listening to it and he's same thing. He was like, yeah, I, I learned this from the Bible and look at the life of Jesus. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> the funny thing is you have said that and that book is literally right next to me. Oh, wow. And- <laughs> And I haven't read it yet. So now I'm like, ooh, now I have to go read it. But guys, it is so true. I mean, I remember when I was doing a presentation, I was talking about how you could uh, turn your purpose into a profitable business. And I literally took Apple and Oprah and then took a scripture out of Genesis and showed you their entire business plan and why it works. Because God Mm -hmm. told us how to do it in Genesis, but we just... But that's for another day, guys. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that another day. But when you were so, let's go back to to, to the book. When you were in your sing, singleness uh, season, how did you discover who you were? Not who people labeled you to be. Not the experiences that you had had been through, whether negative, whether positive. Who you? I should say not who you were. Who you are. How did you find that out? I think that that is one of the beauties of being single because oftentimes when we're in relationships with people, a lot of our identity is in that status, you know, is in I'm in a relationship. Um, and when we're single, that's an area that gets challenged. That's an area of identity and worth and all of these other things that, that, that's not there, <laughs> you know? So when, you are single with God, you do have to say, well, who am I? Who am I not? If, if I'm not, uh, if my worth, my identity and value is not in a career and it's not in money and it's not in relationship goals, it's not in being married, then who am I? And that is a question that while you're single is, is probably one of the most powerful because once God begins to reveal to you who you are and 
show you the gifts, your unique gifts, your unique personality, like how he views you, then it's a game changer because nobody, once God reveals it to you, nobody can take that from you. Mm -hmm. Nobody can add to it. They can't take from it. So it it literally is something that it's like you begin to walk in that confidence. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say that you become confident. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like nobody can tell me nothing attitude and not in a conceited way. But if God said it about me, then you, who are you to come and tell me anything different? Absolutely. So if God calls me beautiful or God says that I'm blessed, nobody can come and tell me that I am not because the creator said it. So anything else that you say is just a ploy of the enemy to distract me. Mm -hmm. And there's. In that single season, I, I will say that there's there's a trial, there's the, what is it? The, the valley experience, the mm. wilderness season. And I have to touch on that because it's a season where it feels like everything that you put your hope and your trust and dependence on gets challenged. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a barren desert where your phone's dry, nobody's calling you, <laughs> <laughs> your friends seem like they're all busy. Maybe your the bank account is starting to look a little skim. You know, people aren't understanding you, or or those all of the areas where you would have normally run to for comfort or solace or whatever. It's like they're just not there. Some people I know they get stripped down, um, and it's not it's nothing to be. It's not a. Um, anything to fear. It's so, it's so that God can reveal that he is the sustainer. He is your provider. He mm-hmm. is your comforter. He is your protector. He is your everything. And then we, from that, from, from that season, you do, you birth that, that solid foundation. You just brought back to my mind that, yeah, the, the, the valleys uh, experience when you, you, just describe it. And I remember my, my valley experience was really after a bad breakup. Mm-hmm. And because of the toll that it took on me mentally, physically, emotionally, I mean, I had never had anxiety a day in my life until I went through this breakup. And I remember being a person, I like food. Like that, <laughs> me and food have a great relationship, <laughs> but all of a sudden I couldn't eat. All of a sudden I, wow. I, I uh, was losing weight. I was literally having hot flashes at, at like in the middle of the night, just hot because I've had like a, a yeah. thought that really, really had an effect on me. And then I had to realize after crying for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. after really going through, I had to realize that I had put all my weight on this person and I didn't put yeah. all my weight and my hope on God. I was so much reliant on who this person was in my life and how they showed up for me that I forgot that, you know what, God is the one that I need to put my trust in. My trust needs mm-hmm. to be in my God. My faith needs to be in my in God. It can't be in this person because when you have that, when you detach from that person, you're all of a sudden broken. And that's not who that's I am. Right. That's not who I'm called to be. But and yeah. I know God loves a, 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 those who have the broken heart. And I remember dancing and ministering to a song where the lady was really talking about the broken experience. And one of my gifts is liturgical dance. And I remember dancing that song. And that was it. I was like broken dancing it. I was yeah. just like because of all the words she said that it was it was just so true to me. But when you're in your valley experience and God is really 
talking to you and you're going back to him and he's showing you who you are and he's reminding you that you are, you know, beautiful and he's reminding you that you are strong and he's reminding you that he'll never give you more than you can handle in that moment you go back to your identity and and finding out who you are and seeing where you need healing and kind of really searching your heart of where you may have went wrong because sometimes we do well not sometimes a lot of times we go wrong a lot of times yeah i was just like sometimes that's too nice no a lot of times you you just get it wrong because you're human and i remember and i'll I'll ask you about the you know the effects of uh broken relationships in a second but Mm. i remember um that thinking to myself, I remember so vividly. So I would go through, I had a very long relationship. It ended badly. I -hmm. got into one really closely after that, which was a completely bad idea, but nobody could Mm -hmm. tell me because Mm -hmm. I knew what was best. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to God, and then I got into a relationship recently that is, that didn't work out, but I was able to hear the voice of God in that situation. But Mm -hmm. I remember saying to God, why is it that you wait till after I break up with somebody to tell me that that was the right decision? Why couldn't you (laughs) tell me before then? Like, why am I? And I remember saying that to my mom and she was just looking at me like side eye. She's like, don't you know he told you this multiple times? You just weren't listening. And I was like, okay, you have a point. But in my mind, I was just like, you always wait until it's like, until I'm all in love and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I I know God was probably looking at me sideways like, girl, if you don't learn how to listen to me when I tell you. (laughs) Yeah. No, seriously. And he's, he, he's so, he's so gracious that he lets us make our own choices and go all the way through with them. And he's right there to never condemn us when Mm -hmm. we're just like, that wasn't it, you know? (laughs) And he's like, yes, it wasn't it. I tried to tell you, you chose it anyway. Now, come on, let me, let me heal you. Let me, Mm -hmm. let me fix your soul. Let me, let me help you bring back the pieces of your heart that you tried to give away. And Mm -hmm. You know, and then we start to learn through those, through those, those situations Mm -hmm. to just trust God, to just trust that he knows, like if he's saying, and he doesn't give an explanation, he'll say, this person is not for you, or this is not it, or you know what I mean? And it's like, and for us, we start to toy with the idea. We start to reason and say, but why? But why? But maybe, wait, let me just Mm -hmm. see a little bit longer. And he's like, no, no you know? (laughs) And yeah, over time we start to, we start to, to obey him at the first prompting, but that takes time. It does take time. I remember, uh, when God spoke and he said, no, and I was just like, maybe that wasn't the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So let me just hold on for a little bit. And you know how we get like that. And we hear, we, we see the flags and we, we hear the prompting of God and we're just like, no, we'll, we'll, come up with a reason, right? We'll come up with an excuse as to why this has happened or why the person is acting this way until God is just like, no, and you can't shake it. So I've, I've, I'm happy that I've learned and I'm probably still learning because mm-hmm. I haven't been mm-hmm. in a relationship in a while, but I know that I've learned to listen to him sooner rather than later or else I'm really just digging a hole for myself. I am. <laughs> I'm literally just like, it's like, you don't listen to God at this point. You're literally you have the uh, the hammer and chisel and you're like literally breaking your heart because yeah. you're listening and you're the one. Yeah. I can't even blame anybody else because I was the one who was disobedient. So I just want to encourage anybody <laughs> if they're in a situation 
where you're being disobedient to the will of the Lord for your life. And um, I, hi, we have, I'm sure we have both been there. Yeah. We have both been there. It's Absolutely. Okay. Get before God and ask him to show you your way out and take your yeah. way out and, and go. And even, even going back to identity, I was uh, on track to get married uh, back when I was, I guess, like 24, 25. And I just knew that this person wasn't it. And it wasn't until I like obeyed that God, God, and also sound accountability, wise counsel. Mm -hmm. They can, let me tell you, even your, your, your mother, your Mm -hmm. family, take them to church. They will, they will help you out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They will help you out. Wise counsel is, is amazing. Accountability is amazing. But, um, and it saved me from, from some stuff for sure. But I just remember like after breaking off that, that relationship, um, when the Holy Spirit was just like, you don't want to marry that person. You just want to be married. Mm. And that's a problem. You know what yeah. I mean? So sometimes we're rushing into things and God is telling us no, because if we get into them, number one, we'll make an idol out of them. Mm. We'll exalt them in the place of God because we're not whole. We're not healed yet. So we're still very dependent. And then two, it's, it, there's something within us that we're finding our worth and our value by all of these things that the world tells us to be. So one of the quotes that I, that I say often to myself or in that particular season is, who were you before the world told you who you should be? And it's just taking that and saying, basically, who, who, were, who does God say you are before mm-hmm. the world gave you all these labels and all of these ideas and yeah. all of these desires? And well, who does he say you are? Where do, where does, where does your worth and your value come from? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that, that before the world put the labels on you. Yeah. Sometimes because the world has labeled us a certain way or they've labeled our mistakes, Mm -hmm. we think that there's no way back, Mm -hmm. right. To who God has called us to be. We think that, oh, if somebody, um, has labeled me, as being easy or labeled me because I'm a teenage mother or mm-hmm. labeled me because they just see me that I date often or I fall in love too easy mm-hmm. or even they just label you as a, a problem. Yep. Difficult, mm-hmm. aggressive, argumentative, what, all of it, whatever the case may be. God says none of those things about us. He labels, he defines none of us by that. Yeah, and that is it's it's the beautiness in God and the beautiness in in getting to know him and letting him tell you literally tell you about yourself. Mm-hmm. And accepting that if God said it no matter how anybody has labeled you before, that's not what matters. Yeah. Absolutely. Do not I know I know it might seem hard and I know it might be a struggle and I've been through that struggle before. But you have to, you have to, you have to shake that off, mm-hmm. drop those things, because that is a weight that you're carrying that doesn't belong to you. Yeah. And it's shaping who you are and how you act. And it, it, it's, it's a label that was never even intended for you. Yeah. So right now, if you're in that, that, that season where you just feel like you're everything negative that anybody has ever told you, I want to tell you that you're not. I want to tell you that you're called to be greater that you're blessed, that you're beautiful, that you're brilliant, that you're intelligent, 
that anything that God has purposed you to do will come to pass. I want to speak some positivity into your life right now because I know what it's like when you just hear negativity all all the time. But I want to remind you that God doesn't make any mistake. Everything that God made is excellent. That means that you are excellent. No, you're not perfect because none of us are, but you are excellent. You are an excellent creation and you are purposed. And God has given you vision, even if you don't know where to go right now, even if you're struggling, like I don't even know left, right. Am I supposed to be working? Am I supposed to be, what am I supposed to be doing? God, don't worry. He'll tell you his timing is perfect. And that brings me back to when, when you, you were talking about, you know, being married just for the sake of being married. I want to remind everybody that God's timing is really perfect because I, 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 we have a tendency. And if you're anything like me, um, I had a five-year plan and a 10-year plan and I knew everything that was going to happen. And I remember going to a meet and greet with, uh, I want to, I was awarded a scholarship and they assigned you a mentor. And I remember going to a meet and greet with the mentor and I was explaining to her my five and 10-year plan. And she was just like, well, what if it doesn't work out that way? And I kind of like turned my head to the side and like, what you mean? It's like, gonna why work. Wouldn't it? <laughs> why would it not work out like that? Like I, that's yeah. what it's going to be. And that's what's going to happen. And the only thing that I accomplished in my five year plan is to finish university. That was it. Mm-hmm. I had a long list of house and kids and engaged. And I was just like, like you said, you get to 25, 26 and you're still single and you're just like, well, <laughs> there goes my plan. Yep. <laughs> But now what? And then we all panic. Yeah, it, it, it's like an immediate panic. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? My friends are in a relationship. But I remember some of my friends had started, uh, some of the friends that I went to university with started getting married and having kids. And I was just like, oh my goodness, what, what's happening? And exes starting having kids and getting married. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong with me? But then I had to realize that his timing is everything. And I remember when I got to a point and then I realized that, oh my God, you could not handle a relationship right now. God has you building something and you literally yes. have no time. Yes. But it was coming to get to that understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Because we think some, well, we tend to think we know best. Oh yeah. I, I remember, it's so funny. I remember when God had to deliver me from my type. So, <laughs> so I don't know if any ladies listening can, can, can relate to this, but we somehow like I know some people just have that Edris Elba kind of that um uh Beckham What's David Beckham? Beckham David Beckham mm-hmm. like everyone has this idea of like this guy and I kid you not I had this I had this plan in my head that my <laughs> husband was gonna look like da, 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 right yeah and I remember I remember I hit a point where I was just completely fed up and I, I don't know if I have this in the book so I'm sorry I, I remember when I, I had this moment where, where God was just like, surrender it, just surrender it, surrender this idea that you have of what everything should look like and just let it be what my will is for you. Right. Right. And when it really, when there was a, there was, so there was a season when I just stopped praying for marriage altogether. I was like, it's going to be me and Jesus until you crash the sky. I am going to be busy about my father's business. I am Listen. going to to serve and babysit and you know, and I am going to be just so fruitful in the things that he has given me with my photography business. And the thing is, even circling back to that, I I'm a wedding photographer. So being wow. single and wedding photography was like, it was, it was painful. It was, <laughs> it, it was painful at times, but I just, I, 
I shift gears into the realizing how what an honor it was to be able to capture those beautiful memories and those moments for people who were entering into something that I had hoped that God would bring into my life at some point. But um, yeah, so for a season, I did not pray about marriage, about my husband. I did not even think about it. And I remember one one evening um, sitting in sitting in my office and just spending some time and the Holy Spirit was like, why don't you talk about what you want? And I was like, what? No, you already know what I want. I've been talking to you about this for years. He's like, no, like you've now fallen on your face enough time. You've dated and realized that that wasn't enough time. You've learned godly principles and standards and boundaries that you need to have in place. You have a new a new renewed mindset. You have an identity of yourself, a awareness of your identity, your personality, what would work for you? What wouldn't work for you? Like, let's talk about that. Let's write it down in what you would see for your partner and uh, for your husband. And so I guess I would say that that was the moment where the conviction that God had given me years ago about becoming the, the thing that I would hope to attract, I was now able to identify it. So sitting down and writing it out and saying, I know that I want a man who loves Jesus. I know that I want a man who is going to protect my sexual purity. I know that I want someone who is going to be want to go to the gym and work out with me and all of these other things. And mm -hmm. I got what I wanted. But it's so funny that I had in my original mind something. I don't know. I had I you. This type, this this type mm -hmm. that most women have, it's just mm -hmm. it's gotta it's gotta die. It's gotta just be laid to rest because we look at what will rock our world, or we look at the outward appearance, but God searches the heart, and that's more important more than anything else. And and yeah, and then he could be fine too because my husband. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and I um yeah, deliver you from your type. That is that is that because we have types. We just do. We have and we sometimes we our type is this fairy tale that really doesn't exist. And one thing I know about God that if He's sending you a mate. It's going to be in line with what you need, not yeah. what you think looks nice, but with what is actually needed. And I realized like even during my process right now of being single, the things that I wanted uh, when I was like 18, 20, 21 is nothing like when I want what I want now. I remember mm -hmm. being at church and uh, the pastor was having all the men come up to the front of the church. And then she was saying something to them and they all started like praise dance, right? They were praise dancing. Then she uh, called up a couple. And I remember that the wife like broke out into a praise dance and the husband was like really just standing there still. And I just looked at, I just looked up and I said, God, I need somebody that's going to dance with me. And mm -hmm. I thought that like, to me, that was shocking because that was nothing I ever thought about. Uh -huh. But then I realized that I, when I start to uh, really understand my purpose and the vision that God has given me, then I knew that I needed different things. I'm like, Lord, I need covering. I need yeah. somebody that's going <laughs> to carry this vision with me i need yeah. somebody who is better at math than i am because uh, me and math don't get <laughs> together like I, I need somebody who's gonna be able to budget lord yeah. because that is not my strong suit <laughs> like what you what you think you need it's, yeah. it's completely different, it's so different. Um, than you wanting somebody who's six five and buff and has yep. a six pack and then that person comes along and they have no personality or they don't they don't have a relationship with God when I mean, that is something that you truly desire. So I think 
deliver us from our type lord that should be that should be a hashtag <laughs> that should be a hashtag that should be a like a daily prayer god like deliver me because deliver me from my type especially if you've been if you've been somebody who you find yourself in the same relationships or dating the same type of person over and over again have you ever heard yeah have you ever heard like someone who's who said like oh, I just keep attracting the same kind of guy like I don't know what that it is. is me that yeah, was me girl, yeah was me. yes deliver me from my type because our type is going to get us messed up it really is and I, I remember <laughs> saying that to my best friend and I'm like you know when you go through a breakup and you're in this phase that all men are horrible and this that and the other and you're calling them all sorts of names and I was like I don't know why they always have to find me what is it why is it can they go bother somebody else when I'm or I like I know what I'm doing and I'm my head screwed on straight and then later on in life I was like but wait you're a, you're you're also attracting them yes so what is it about you that is attracting them? Because I found myself, I was in two different relationships and it was like I was diff- dating the same person with a different face. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, okay, maybe, just maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> there's something that you need to work on because there's no there's way. in here. <laughs> There's no way you're basically having the same relationship over and over again with the same problems over and over again. So I remember just trying to work on things like, okay, you you have a need to always want to be right. Yeah. I did not notice that about myself. Yeah. Because I felt like I was just helping you so that you knew, right? (laughs) <laughs> that uh, what the right answer was so that when you go out in public, then you can be, you know, you can be strong in what you're saying. So if you're wrong, I don't want to, I thought I was being of assistance. And then my yeah. mom just had to pull me aside. She's like, you don't have to be right all the time. Uh, I was just like, but that's the right answer. Like somebody needs to those mom moments. Listen, she was like, you don't because you're just, you're, you're literally just being argumentative. And I was like, I'm not argumentative. Says, yeah. the, says the lawyer. I'm not yeah. argumentative. And she was like, you're being argumentative. <laughs> I had to realize that. Okay. Yep. That's something you need to fix. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. But um, we, we, we deliver us from our type. I'm just, I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that again. So um, in your book, you talk about really the hidden thing. The hidden yeah. things are hidden deep that we're dealing with that nobody really knows about, but we know about, right? Yes. Talk to us about that. Wow. Um gosh, this is an area that I want to approach, obviously, with a lot of compassion and a lot of empathy, Mm -hmm. because secrets make us sick, you know, and there's so many sensitive subjects that people are dealing with that they may not have found their voice to be able to communicate that they may not be at that level right um, yet where they want to acknowledge it, or they want Mm -hmm. to address it. And I think that's the beauty of why we are having so many more um, mental health talks in the community mm-hmm. and encouragement um, in that particular arena. Because, you know, when we when we have secrets, when we have things that we, we're hiding, that we keep in darkness, it's, it comes out in some way, shape or form, 
whether it's a dysfunctional attitude, whether it's the way that we interact with another person, whether it, you know, there's just so many different ways, whether it's how we process and how we go about our day-to-day lives, you know? Um, I think even something that I realized during my process with this is I don't want to be a mask. I don't want to be a Christian to everybody else and a girl who loves Jesus to everybody else, but then go home and be struggling with all of this other stuff, you know? So when I wrote this book, you know, this chapter and another chapter, they were really hard to write because it was so vulnerable. It was so Mm -hmm. vulnerable to say I was a Christian. I was still trying to like sit with my weed smoking friends and smoking weed as well, trying to study the Bible. You know, I was still Mm -hmm. hard, you know, being someone who was going to church on Sunday, but had just come from the club and living that duat, that, that dual life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it is a conversation that maybe we're not having enough um, because of the shame and the guilt surrounding it. I think that's why Maybe more people are going to counseling and seeking out therapists, which is a, a, a amazing thing and a really, really good thing, especially when you want healing and you want deliverance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, a lot of us have those those dark rooms that that God, who is one of his characteristics, one of his nature, is that he's light. And when he comes into your light, he's, he's like, I've got to address all of these things. Yeah. And it's really about, and, and I hear you mentioning therapists and, and counseling. And sometimes as Christians, we tend to shy away from therapists and counseling. We just think, oh, no, I don't need that. I have God. But God did not create you to be alone. Like he gives yeah. people wise counsel. And sometimes you do need to sit down with somebody and really go in and dig deep to whatever that is that you're covering that has bothered you, that has caused trauma that you haven't talked about with anybody and really deal with that thing. And I just want to encourage you right now that you you can love God and have a therapist. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with both. God has actually created and purposed people specifically to help you get through this. Yeah. So it's all God. He's all intentional. And I think that the more that we we normalize counseling and the more that we normalize therapy therapy is the better that we are going to be as a community it's better because sometimes you just need you don't need to, to to have certain conversations with all of your friends you need to have a certain conversations with somebody that you know that will uh be confidential with you and somebody yeah. that you know that won't take your secret and run around and somebody that you know that would even bring you back to God because there are Christian counselors, there are Christian therapists that will hold your 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 secret confidential, but also guide you in the way of how how God is there for you and how God will get you through the the this season and whatever you've been through. So yeah. I think that is so important because we tend to go into a lot of things with the secrets that we carry. And sometimes um there are things that reveal itself to you later on in life that you don't even you didn't even remember right? Some childhood trauma. So don't be afraid to seek help. Don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid to a counselor, therapist, pastor, whoever it is that you need to see. And guys, uh, Longray really goes into this in her book. So it's really important that you get, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Yeah. And, 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 and read it. We could talk about it, but I want them to, I definitely want them to read it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely want them to read it. I'm actually, actually 
while we're on this topic of reading the book, what I have decided to do, because I think it's very important uh, that if you're in a, well, if you're in any phase, I'm not even just going to say a singleness phase, but if you're in any phase, you, you need this book. So what I want you to do right now is if you have learned anything from our conversation today and you're really interested in reading this book, I am going to give away two copies two copies that I will send you of this book that I want you to read and we can have a talk about. So what you have to do is you have to go on Instagram. You have to tag me in at Shantae Sapphire and Longre, what's your Instagram handle? The single heart. Okay. So that's easy. So at Shantae Sapphire at the single heart, tell us what you learned and we'll enter you into a a draw and we'll just pick from a hat and two people will be gifted with this book because this book will help you. I believe that there is some breakthroughs that will occur in your life after reading this book, that God will show you your heart, that God will show you those dark places, that God will show you what you really need and who you really are. So I want to be a blessing to somebody. So don't forget mm-hmm. to do that. Um, so let's let's continue on. Let's continue on. Um, so you've gone through this process, right? And you said that you were, this was basically a seven year journey for you. But when you were yeah. coming near the end of your journey, what was it like for you when you started to realize like, okay, I've, I've, I've done the work. I mm-hmm. have given myself over to God. I have cried before him multiple times. I have worked on being whole. I now have good thoughts. And I'm not saying that you were perfect, but you went through the process. What was it like when you were coming out on the other side? Tell us about that. Yeah. So I would say that you do find uh, stamina. You find uh, perseverance and an endurance that you just know that you can come through anything with God. You can face anything and God's got you. You just learn so much of, of how who he is. Um, my mom always says to me, she's like, you know, I remember a really, really rough year that we went through. I think it was 2000, actually 2017, 2016. And uh, which I think it was a rough year for everybody. But um, I remember her saying at one point, you know, you don't learn God on your mountaintop. You learn him in your valley experiences. So I need God as much on the mountaintop, as much on the completion of the bo- of the, the book, as much of in in you know get entering into marriage as I did when I was in those valley experiences. You know, so to me, on the other side, it's just it's it's rejoicing. It's it's um, excitement because you're like I I went through this process and I got to learn God and I got to learn so much more of myself. And now, you know, entering into that new season, it just, it really spills over, you know, it, it really mm-hmm. continues over. Um, so you just pull, you just come away with so many uh, different tools that you need for the next level because mm-hmm. Jesus will continue to, God will continue to work on us until he cracks the sky. Yeah. And so things that he was dealing with me in, in that regard, it, I'm glad that I went through it and he dealt with it because now he he's dealing with other stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's a continual work in progress but you do you learn you learn that character and nature of him and it just makes it like you just know it comes from a place of love and not not a place of like trying to wipe wipe you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that um so guys, what I want you to take away from these uh this this interview and well these two interviews, one of the, the most important things I want you to take away is that this is a process. This mm-hmm. is not something that's going to happen overnight. You're not going to wake up one day and you're going to be miraculously healed from everything because you decided <laughs> 
<laughs> that um, you're going to go back to God. It's a process. Things will pop up. Um, your desires will rise up. People will come back when when you don't need them to. They'll just pop up with, like you said, that, hey, hey, big head, or hey, what you mm-hmm. doing, or that mm-hmm. WID, people will pop up. But as long as you know that you can go from strength to strength, as long as you know that even if you fall, you can get back up again, as long as you know that we are your sisters and we're here to support you along your journey. So if you ever at any point felt like nobody understood what you were going through, we do. We We've been through yeah. some tough things. We've been through some tough relationships. We've we've, we've uh, been through crying before God and being broken and getting yes. up only to do it all over again and then trying one more time, like, God, please save me. We understand the process. You are not alone and you can make it through as well. So, Longre, if there was uh, any last last advice that you want to leave with the listeners, what would it be? Oh, well, I would just want to encourage anyone, wherever they may be, be that God loves you more right now than he ever has before. You don't have to be perfected or cleaned up to accept him and receive him. If you're already in that place of saying, there's got to be more to life than this, then I highly, highly, highly recommend you you opening your heart and saying, Lord, just just come into it. Help me to, to submit to the process, to go through the process. Um, I'm encouraged that if, you know, and I, and I share this, that he did it for me, he can do it for you. So your brokenness, your pain, your hurt, God is closer to you than ever before and he's attracted to it, but it's not his desire for you to stay that way. So he is 100% willing, able, and ready to help you to be restored and to live a life and life in abundance and to set you free um, if you if you allow him. All right. That was awesome advice, guys. We just want to thank Longere for being here over these two episodes. And guess what? I know for a fact that she will be back. She may not know yeah. that yet, but she will <laughs> definitely be be back because I I believe that there is so much more that we have to talk about. And I know that you guys are going through different things and are at different stages of your life. So she is immediately becoming one of our virtual best friends. (laughs) (laughs) We will definitely have her back. But remember, get the book, The Single Heart, Follow Longre at The Single Heart on Instagram. Follow me at Shanta A. Sapphire. Tell us your favorite part of the interview, whether it's part of part one of the interview or part two. Tell us your favorite part. Tell us what you learned and tell us why you want a copy of this book and you'll be entered into win. I'm giving away two copies, so do not forget to uh, discuss it. And your book is available on Amazon. It is. And I will also be having a book signing at Brown & Co. in Bermuda on November 15th. Excellent. So she's having a book signing, Brown & Co. in Bermuda. For those of you, my Bermudian cohort who are listening and for everybody else, you can get her book on Amazon and it will be shipped to you. Also, you definitely want to follow her on Instagram because she does these beautiful um, challenges where we go and read the Bible. And it's just, (laughs) it's a really, really (laughs) a nice community to have with somebody who's encouraging you to go back and read the Bible for yourself. And then you can have like a discussion and see what her thoughts are, what other people's thoughts are, or are on her Instagram. So definitely go back 
and uh, follow her on IG. Again, Longre, thank you. I can't wait to have you back. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And as always, if you like the show, subscribe to catch every episode and leave us a review so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. See you next Tuesday for another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast.